Welcome to the City Place Church Podcast. My name is Josiah Williams, and here is my challenge for you. As you're listening to the message, I challenge you to remove as many distractions as possible, to write out a few notes and things that stand out to you, and afterwards, share what you've learned on one of your social media outlets. We level up by giving a level 10. Thanks again, and enjoy the message. Hey, good morning, everybody. My name is Damon. I, along with my wife, Taisha, we are the senior pastors of City Place Church, and we want to just welcome you to City Place Church Online. It's an honor to be able to celebrate Easter weekend with you, and I know that God wants to say something to you that will encourage you, and I promise you that if you give him everything, that you and I will walk out changed. And so there's a couple of things happening in the life of our church. I'm gonna get ready to pray. And as you lean in, I wanna make sure that you download today's message notes at cityplacechurch.com backslash notes. And for those of you who are hanging out for the very first time, welcome. It's an honor, again, to have you here. There's a connection card that you can fill out. We would love to just say thank you and send you a little uh, thank you just because uh, we enjoy having you here. Well, I'm gonna get ready to pray. So let's get ready. Lean in level 10, and let's see what God does. Father, we love you today. Thank you for your presence. Thank you that we get to celebrate Jesus today. Father, I pray that you move throughout every aspect of our time together. Let expectation rise. Let the distractions be removed. And Jesus, it's all about you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Welcome to City Place. Well, good morning, City Place Church. Man, it is Easter Sunday, and I am so excited to be able to spend time in God's Word. Man, shout out to all of you that uh, had come out to uh, our Friday, Good Friday prayer and prep. There's nothing like setting an atmosphere for what the Lord is up to. And uh, we've been leaning in and just saying, God, speak to us. God, move in our heart uh, because we want to be driven by eternity. And so on behalf of my wife, Taisha, and Everybody here at City Place Church, welcome to Easter Sunday right here at City Place Church Online. Make sure that you download today's message notes at cityplacechurch.com backslash notes and also fill out the virtual connect card. Uh, We would love to say hello. Next Sunday at our in-person service, we're going to be having, it's our our 10 o'clock service. We're going to be having one service and we're going to be celebrating baptism. And so I just want to personally invite you to be a part of that service. And then several weeks ago, we kicked off our Sunday vibes. Our middle schoolers and our high schoolers get together at our in-person service uh, to have some time in God's word and to grow. So if you have a teenager, I want to invite you to that as well. It happens the first and third Sunday of every single month. And so we've just got some things happening here in the life of our church. But uh, today is Easter and uh, it has been on my heart over the last few weeks uh, just to to encourage you, uh, but also challenge you uh, to draw as close to Jesus as you can. You know, when we get to these weekends, uh, so often um, it can be one of remembrance, it can be one of celebration. And then when you get to Monday, uh, you go right back into uh, the next aspect of your life. But I wanted to see if this day couldn't be one where we just pause, remember, celebrate, but also go, God, change us. 
and pull us closer in a relationship with Jesus. And so right where you are, I just want to open up in prayer because this whole weekend is an intentional focus on Jesus. But if you walk with the Lord, you know that 365 days out of the year, you have a right to give him praise. And for those of you who are going to meet him today during our service, welcome. Just want you to know. Let's pray. Father, we welcome you today. We thank you for the sacrifice of your son, Jesus. Jesus, we celebrate you every single day here at City Place Church and as believers, but as the world is pausing to acknowledge your sacrifice. I pray that every church, every missionary, every person that is sharing the gospel today, every person that is um, standing in a place so that others can hear about you, Jesus. I pray that this day in history will mark one of the greatest days of harvest for your kingdom. I pray that even as I'm praying now that people will experience freedom, salvation, healing, deliverance. I pray for those who've been dealing with stress, worry, and anxiety. I pray, Jesus, that you'll step into their homes. As they're riding in their car, I pray that you minister to them. I pray a mighty move of your spirit. Jesus, we're so grateful that you said yes. We're so grateful that you didn't stay in a grave, but you came out with all power and authority. And we can have a relationship with you. So on this day, Jesus, we honor you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on, can you give Jesus some praise this morning right where you are? Give Jesus some praise and say hello to every single person uh, right now as we focus on Jesus. To everybody here, everyone online, welcome to City Place Church on line. Mark, uh, let's go to Matthew chapter 20, Matthew chapter 20, verse 29 through 34. Matthew chapter 20, verse 29 through 34. We're going to read a story. I'm going to tell the story. Then we're going to talk about uh, another passage of scripture as we wrap up. It says this, today is all about Jesus. Today is all about Jesus. It says, now as they went out of Jericho, a great multitude followed him. And behold, two blind men sitting by the road when they heard that Jesus was passing by, cried out, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, son of David. Then the multitude warned them that they should be quiet. But they cried, they cried out all the more, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, son of David. So Jesus stood still and called them and said, What do you want me to do for you? They said to him, Lord, that our eyes may be open so that so Jesus had compassion and touched their eyes and immediately their eyes received sight and they followed him. Everybody right where you right where you are. This is a, a really cool story because the Bible says that there are two blind men sitting by the side of the road. And Jesus was coming. I've got a couple of chairs here on the stage. The Bible says that the men were sitting by the side of the road. And they could hear Jesus coming and there was a multitude of people walking with Jesus. And what they said as they yelled out, Jesus, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on us, grabbed Jesus' attention. And as a personal story, my sons and I, uh, we love to go to sporting events. And uh, I'm kind of like a, uh, 
I, I love being as close as possible to the action and uh, they've picked it up as well. And so we will go having a ticket to one section and we will try to get seats in another section. And uh, we recently went to a football game and uh, we got there early and uh, my sons went and they stood as far as they can, right as the football team was coming in and uh, they, 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 they were standing there and, and they're interacting with the players and it's, oh man, it's exciting. And I look at them and I say, uh, stay in these seats. <laughs> like, like stay right here in these seats and, and I'll go to our seats, but you stay in these seats. And, and after they were there for a while, uh, some people came by just to let them know that this is not your seat. This is not your seat. And I was thinking about this passage of scripture in Matthew chapter 20, about these two blind men sitting at the side of the road, trying to get their attention or trying to get the attention of Jesus. And I was thinking about them sitting in a place and then the interaction they had with the crowd and with Jesus. And so today I'd like to just focus our Easter conversation and message around this thought. That's not your seat. That's not your seat. As, as, as you and I are hanging out today, I can't assume that all of us that are hanging out today really know how much we are loved by Jesus. I can't assume that you know how much Jesus loves you. I can't assume that you know how much compassion he has for you in every phase of life, along life's journey that you'll take. I, I'm not sure that, that, that we really know. So I can't assume that you know how much you're loved by Jesus. I, I, I can't assume that you feel as though you can feel his love every single day of your life. But here's one thing that I do know, and I'm inclined to tell you this morning, is that Jesus is madly in love with you. Jesus is madly in love with you. As I was preparing this week, I was going over a couple of thoughts because I'm thinking about these men as they're sitting down by the side of the road and the people are telling them, hush your mouth, don't make a scene. Jesus is walking by. I'm thinking about the fact that they're sitting in a seat that they probably don't want to sit in, but they have to sit in it until Jesus comes by so they can have an encounter. And there are people who are saying, shut your mouth, Stay seated right there. We're trying to move with Jesus. You just be quiet. And they keep crying out, Jesus, Jesus, change my life. Have mercy on us. Where we are is not good enough. We feel like there is more. I'm sure many of you could have a similar sentiment of like, I know there's more. I want to say that, listen now. And, and, and I even wrote it down like this. Jesus is not driven to love you because of your love for him. I've said this many, many times. He's not driven to love you because you and I love him or we don't. He loves you because he just loves you.
It's unchangeable. It's unchangeable. It goes back to how you were formed. The Bible says at the beginning of Genesis that when God created man and human beings, he created them in his image and likeness and he gave them power. He gave them authority. He gave them dominion. He breathed his very self, his very life into you and I. And when Adam sinned and there was a, a separation, God's love from the beginning of the book of the Bible shares with us that God was like, I am going to get them back at all costs. Jesus's love for you and for me is unchangeable. It's not dependent on how I feel about him today or how you feel about him or whether you like him, whether you believe in him. He loves you no matter what. And as I was reading this story, I was thinking about some of you and I was thinking about what the Lord would have me share with you this Easter. There's some seats that I feel like we sit in and, 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 and I've, got some, I've got some different seats here. I've got a seat over here and they're, they're just different seats that some of us sit in. Some of us sit in a seat where we're existing, but we're not alive. Some of you are hanging out with me today. You are existing. You wake up every single day. You go to your job or you care for your kids. Or you volunteer or you're a student. You exist, but you aren't alive. You exist, but you aren't really living. These men were sitting by the side of the road and they are blind. They are existing, but the full capacity to how God created them, they are not living it out. There is something in them that says, I've been living like this, but I'm not alive. And there's some of you who no, maybe that's not your seat, but there's some of you who life is good. You are dreaming big. <laughs> yeah. Living large things are progressing in your life. But there's a void in your life. These men are blind. They were able to get from their home to the roadside. We don't know their existence. We don't know if they were maybe business people in the community, leaders in the community, families. Maybe, 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 uh, maybe they had families and they, they were husbands. We don't know. We, we don't know if they led a, 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 a certain situation or a certain sect of their life might have been OK. But there was still a void. The vision that they needed wasn't complete because something was missing. Seats. Seats that we could be sitting in, but it's, it's not our seat. I think about those of you who might be sitting in the seat where you're hurting searching for answers, can't find the answers. 
feeling like life is complicated. That's the reason why I want to invite you to hang out with us over the next few weeks as we, we're in our series, Life is Complicated. I'm sorry, or, or uh, it's complicated, but it doesn't have to be. It's because there's things in our life, finances, relationships, friendships, marriage, parenting, being a teenager, being a young adult, mental stress, time constraints, career pursuits, our faith in God or lack thereof. Things can feel so complicated, but it doesn't have to be. And we're sitting in these seats needing answers, dealing with hurts, dealing with pains. These men are blind, everybody. They are blind, cannot see. We don't know if they were born blind. We don't know if, 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 if little Joey got injured as a kid because of an accident. We don't know what they're feeling, if, if, if they've been talked about. What we do see is that they've been, they're being mocked, be quiet, you, you, you shouldn't even be here, you, you, no interruptions, please, Jesus is walking by, he doesn't have time for you, you just sit right there in that seat. But it was never designed for that to be their seat, their situation of where they were sitting and the current moment of their life was not the ultimate seat. Then there's some of you who are hanging out with us today who you're hanging out on Easter <coughs> because you want to meet Jesus. You are here because you want to be with Jesus. You want to experience him for yourself. Contrary to how you may feel, Contrary to what you hear people say, contrary to, 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 to maybe the pains of your past, contrary to maybe what you're feeling in this moment, you just want to be with Jesus. These men are sitting by the side of the road and based on their cry, they just want to be with Jesus. Quiet. Don't say nothing. Don't 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 you yell out. And the Bible says they yell out all the more. Jesus, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on us. Some of us walked in here today. Wanting to be with Jesus, they're all seats. They're all seats. That I believe this morning, God wants to take us from the seat that we're in to a seat to where you're right with him. Because the Bible says, Jesus says, come on up here. That's not your seat. I wanna bring you as close to me as possible. So those of you who are here to meet Jesus, you're gonna have an opportunity to encounter him. We've already worshiped him. Now, as he speaks through his word, I wanna challenge all of us to say, God, today, come on, pray this with me, say, Father God, today, I wanna be as close as I can be your son. My prayer this whole year has been, a di has been different. And if this is your first time here again, welcome. At the beginning of the year, God spoke to our church that this would be the year that he would finish what he started. It's from Philippians chapter 1 verse 6. There's so many things in our life that God says if I started it in your life or if you allow me to start it, I'll finish it. And for some of us, 
that relationship with God to its fullest has been missing. I believe that the Lord wants to move us from where we might be sitting to the closest place, which is next to him. See, there's, some, there's something about a personal experience that can't be taken away. I once heard someone quoted like this, and they said, a person with an experience with Jesus is never at the mercy of the one with an opinion. When you have your personal experience with Jesus, I could care less what someone's opinion is about the man. And so as I'm looking at this story, I just want to download just a couple of things that I want you to take note of right where you are. The Bible says that the men are sitting and all throughout scripture, we read stories about people who were sitting in certain places and God had to say, don't sit there, move here. Or yes, sit there because I'm here. And I'm looking at these men. And there's two things of perspective. Write this first thing down. Where I sit matters. Where I sit matters. See, these men were sitting by the side of the road. They were sitting by the side of the road in faith and expectation that Jesus was going to stop by. And they had positioned themselves that regardless of what was in front of them, they were going to make some noise to get Jesus's attention. See, you and I can be sitting in one place in a season of our life, but the posture of our soul can be sitting in another place. Watch this. I wrote this down. I wrote this down. I want you to write this. So write this, write, write it down. Where I sit matters. Look, it's okay to sit down physically. It's okay to sit down physically, but where your soul sits is the, is the significant thing. See, their soul said, I'm in this situation where we cannot see. We're sitting by the road. We can hear all of this chatter. But our soul says that when Jesus comes by, we are going to yell, scream, give him praise, give him glory. But we are going to get his attention. There was something in their soul that said we have been here long enough. We have sat here. But when we see him or, or rather when we hear him, he is going to know our desperation. See, our soul is made up of our mind, our will, and our emotion. You could be in a season right now where you're hurting, where life is good, but there's a void. We can be sitting in a season of hurt, unanswered questions, sitting in a place where we we're trying to figure the next thing out, sitting in the place where, where Jesus, we're, we're here, we, we, we want to find you. But if our soul sits in a place where Jesus, I'm going to find you, and I'm not going to let this momentary pause in the chair become my permanent place, then I'm going to realize that this is not my seat. And I'm not going to stay here. These men yell out, Jesus. Son of David, have mercy on us. Sitting by the side of the road and the people who are walking by say, you sit right there. And they're crying out, Jesus, we don't want to sit here. We want to be as close to you. We don't want to sit in the place where we cannot see. We, we, we don't want to sit in a place where we feel like there's an emptiness. We don't want to sit in a place where there's no happiness. There, there's no joy where we're, where we're existing, but we're not alive. Jesus, do something, please. 
The Bible says that Jesus responds. And he shows up. And this is what I realized. Write this down. That without Christ, you and I will sit still, but never really move forward. (laughs) Without Christ, you and I will sit still and never really move forward. But you might say, Damon, all right, life is good. All of us have a void in our life that only Jesus can fill. I don't know any other way to put it. All of us have a void in our life that only Jesus can fill. And if you and I don't have Christ, we'll sit still, never really move forward. The Bible says that the men are sitting by the side of the road. With the seats that I mentioned to you earlier, that's some of us that are hanging out today are sitting in. They're sitting by the side of the road and watch this. Jesus, Jesus, have mercy on us. Jesus, Jesus, have son of David, have mercy on us. Be quiet. We're not being quiet. He's close by. Jesus, Jesus, have mercy on us. And the Bible says that Jesus stood still. Be quiet, he tells the crowd. And he looks at the men and he says, that's not your seat. Come here. Don't sit there. Come here. Don't stay there. Move forward. Don't let the people make you stay in a place that you don't want to be. Come forward. Without Christ, they sit and they listen to everybody's complaining. No, he doesn't want to talk to you. You should be quiet. They stay sitting down and not moving forward. Jesus says, everybody be quiet. Men, you're sitting in a seat that never designed. You really want to encounter me. You have unanswered questions. Life seems to be complicated. There's a void in your life. You're existing, but you're not living. Don't sit there. That's not your seat. Come to me. The Bible says that the men get up and they move from where they are. They move forward. God has created you to have limitless potential, limitless purpose, but it's only fulfilled and realized when we get close to Jesus and come into a relationship with him. I said it earlier, there's nothing like a personal encounter with Jesus. The Bible says that they moved close to Jesus and he had compassion on him. And the Bible says Jesus looks at him and he says, what can I do for you? Tell me, tell me, is it you're existing, but you're not alive? Tell me, is it you're moving forward, but you've got big dreams, but there's a void in your life? Is there a hurt? Is there a pain? Some complication? Do you want to just meet me? What, what do you need? And the men go, we can't see. Like, we can't experience all that we were created to be and do 
and accomplish and fulfill and experience without being able to see. And the Bible says that Jesus moved with compassion, immediately prays for them, and immediately they gain sight. I'm thinking about this story, and I want you to write this down. Jesus didn't come to make bad people good. He came to make dead people alive. I know what you're thinking, Damon, they weren't dead. No, 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 no. They, they were alive, but they weren't living. Not everything in them was functioning at its maximum potential. Like, everyone hanging out today, city place. There is so much more life that Jesus wants us to live. There's some things that you and I carry, some dreams that are not fulfilled yet, that are God dreams that he's like, let's go. There's some things that we carry with us that he's like, don't take that and sit in that seat. Like, I want you to run full. I want you to be able to see what I have for you. I want you to be able to experience all that I have. I want you to see that my compassion for you is more than you realize. Remember I said earlier at the start of the message that I don't want to assume that you know exactly how much Jesus loves you. But I feel pretty confident in telling you that he's madly in love with you and there is nothing that he wouldn't do. Nothing that he wouldn't do to tell you how much he does. So he heals the men. And they walk out with this miracle. Let me show you how much he loves you. Romans chapter five, verse eight says this. But God demonstrated his love for us in this way, that while we were yet sinners, which means to miss the mark, to, to not live according to God's standard. that While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You and I are, are sinners. We, we make mistakes. There's a standard that God has for us. That, that he asks us and calls us to live by. And if we, don't, if we don't live according to that standard, then we miss the mark. All of us. There's a scripture in the Bible that says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Every single person on earth misses the mark. But the Bible says that God demonstrated his love for us, that while we were yet sinners, his son Jesus died for us. Oh man, now I'm starting to put all the pieces together because in Matthew chapter 20, Jesus is just expressing the Father's heart. He's expressing the Father's heart, but then he realizes that my journey of love isn't just with miracles, signs, and wonders, that my journey of love ends on the cross and begins again with my resurrection. Like, he, he, he realizes that, that this is just a taste of my love for you. Like the, the, the taste of God's love begins with him filling the void, healing the hurt. But wow, his full expression is felt when you and I come into a relationship with him and we realize that Jesus died for us. He's not just a miracle worker. Yes, he is. He's not just one that speaks God's word. Yes, he did. He is life. In fact, let me, let me show it to you. Before Jesus ever was born 
And before we ever get to Matthew chapter 20 and Jesus is performing miracles and before he ever dies and raises from the dead, Isaiah, an Old Testament prophet said this in verse Isaiah 53, two through six. It says this, my servant grew up in the Lord's presence like a tender garden shoot, like a root in dry ground. There was nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance. This is about Jesus. Nothing to attract us to him. He was despised and rejected a man of sorrows, acquitted and deep with acquitted with deepest grief. We turned our backs to him and looked the other way. He was despised and we didn't care, yet it was our weaknesses he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins. But he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could behold. He was whipped so we could be healed. Before Jesus ever did a miracle, they were already sharing what Jesus would do. Here's what happens. Jesus does the miracle in Matthew chapter 20. And it's days before Jesus would sit down with his followers, his disciples, and he would say this. He would say, I just want you to know that in some days, there are going to be some people who are going to come for my life. And he says, and I want you to know what you're going to see is what I've been trying to tell you about. What you're going to see is going to be painful for you and it's going to be painful for me, but it's going to be for your benefit and for those who are going to hear about me later. He says, I'm going to experience the pain, but three days later, all the joy is going to be so fulfilling for you, for me, and for my heavenly father. And he says, I'm doing it all so that you can experience life. And so Jesus spends time with his disciples. They, they have communion. They break their bread at the Last Supper. Maybe you've heard about it where they're sitting around the table and Jesus says, this bread represents my body. This wine represents my blood, which is going to be shared for you here in the next few days. And he says, every time you do it, do it in remembrance of me. That's what we did on Friday. And then the Bible says that Jesus goes to a garden and he starts praying and he starts praying for you and he starts praying for me. And he says, Father, let every moment that they have when they hear about me, let them let their hearts be open to receive the sacrifice that you're allowing me to give. He has this moment where he says, God, do I have to do it? And at the same time, he says, God, I'll do it for them. I'll die for them. While he's praying, he finishes praying for you and me literally thousands of years ago. He gets up from prayer and they come and they arrest Jesus. And then from there, I wish I could tell you that it was like our normal courtroom where they bring him in and they, there's a there's a court case and there's a jury like normal. But no, they grabbed Jesus and they started beating him. And when you read the stories in the gospel, they're ripping off his beard and they're spitting in his face and they're making a mockery of him. And they're putting a crown of thorns on his head and they're beating him and flogging him to where he's unrecognizable. Isaiah already told us that we wouldn't recognize his appearance when you saw him before he was getting abused and beat up and he's beaten and yet the Bible says he didn't say anything he just he just stood strong 
because he had you in mind. It was a sacrifice. The Bible says that Jesus is tried, convicted, and he's crucified on the cross. After hour after hour, he looks around and he says, it's finished. And he gives up his life. Just to make sure they pierce his side. They put him in a tomb for three days. And the amazing thing is, is that three days later, he rose again. See, I'm, real, I'm telling you this story because there were some seats that these men were sitting in. And they encountered Jesus, but man, they didn't realize that the gift that they were getting from him when he said, don't stay in that seat, was one that was pulling them so close to him because he had more life to give. I want to just share this with you. Jesus didn't come to start a religion. Jesus came to give you eternal life. He came to give you eternal life. God didn't create you to sit in your circumstance, sit in a place where you're not moving for you, where you're not living, where you're not existing. He didn't sit you in a place to where you could wonder about God but never experience him. No, God has positioned you in a place to where you could flourish over these limitations. I want to wrap up with this. In Matthew chapter 28, verse 1, it says, Now after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. This is good. His countenance was like lightning, his clothes was as white as snow, and the guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He's not here. He is risen as he said he would. Come and see the place where he laid and go quickly and tell the disciples, for he has risen from the dead and indeed he's going to Galilee. And then you will see him. Behold, I tell you these things. Three days. And an angel comes down and says, Jesus isn't sitting here. The thing that people thought would be holding Jesus back and keep him from being who he said he was. He's not sitting in this grave. He's alive. And so the angel is sitting on it because there are times in our life where there are things that try to keep us from what Jesus said and what Jesus promised. And the angels is like, no, there is nothing that would keep him from what he said he would do. See, there's something about the life-giving aspect of Jesus. The angel said, don't look for him to be sitting in here. 
he's moving forward. Go find him. Don't, 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 don't get stuck here. Don't, don't, don't get stuck sitting in this seat of feeling like he's not, he's, he's here, he's, he's not, he's, he's risen just like he said, so don't, don't, don't sit here. Pursue him, go, go get him, go find him now. Some of you came to find Jesus today. Jesus died to prove that the resurrection is not an event, but that he's a person. Jesus declared this, he says, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, he will live. That's not your seat. Those of you who hung out with us today, you're existing, but you're not living. It's not your seat. Maybe you're sitting in a seat of hurt, life's complications. Nah, that's, 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 that's not your seat. That's not where he wants you to stay. Maybe you're sitting, you got a big dream, but there's, you're fulfilling life. You're, 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 you're a man, you're rising, but there's that void. He, he, he doesn't want you to have that void in your life any longer. He, he don't want you to sit there. Maybe you walked in, you said, Damon, I am here to find Jesus and encounter Jesus. He, he, he's not going to let you sit there with that request unmet. John Orborg said this, he says, the miracle of Sunday is that a dead man lives. The miracle of Saturday is that the eternal son of God lies dead. Like a miracle of he was dead yesterday, but today he's alive. The resurrection of Jesus the reason why we're celebrating his resurrection today. The reason why I took us back to Matthew chapter 20 is so that you and I know that the Jesus that was doing miracles then, giving life then, is the same Jesus today. The miracle of Saturday night and the miracle of Sunday. He wants to give you life today. See, the resurrection of Jesus closes the gap between the life you're currently living and the one you could have. That's the reason why we celebrate and remember the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus because the resurrection of Jesus closes the life, closes the gap between oh, the seat I'm sitting in or the one I could be living relationship with him. Hebrews, one of the last verses, Hebrews chapter 12 says this in verse 2. It says, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. Watch this. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary or lose heart. The author of Hebrews says, Jesus was sitting in the place where he endured the cross. He had to deal with the shame, 
but he didn't stay sitting in that seat. He's now sitting beside God the Father in a place of victory because he brought you life, but he also opened up a door for you and I to walk in relationship with the Father. Right where you are, will you bow your heads and close your eyes? The Bible says in John chapter 3, verse 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him would not perish but have everlasting life. As your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, maybe you've been sitting in one of those seats that I'm talking about today, and Jesus said, Hey, I love you more than what you can imagine, fellas. What can I do for you? I want to make sure that you can see the full potential of the life you can have in relationship with me. And right now, you're hanging out with us today at City Place Church. You have an opportunity to walk in relationship with Jesus. Remember, if you don't have Jesus, your life won't move forward and you're just going to stay sitting still. The Bible says that salvation is made through the confession of our mouth, the belief in our heart. Salvation is the free gift that God gave us through Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. He died for you so that you can have a relationship and live at your fullest potential in Him. I'm going to say a prayer. And you say, Damon, I am ready to walk in relationship with Him. I'm ready to move from those seats that I'm in. I'm ready for some healing to take place. I'm ready for the void to be filled. I'm ready to live. I want to pray for you. And then I'm going to ask you to respond. But right where you are, we used to just say this prayer with me. Say, Dear Jesus, on this Easter Sunday, I acknowledge that you died for me and you rose again. I acknowledge that you love me unconditionally and it won't change. And on this day, I ask you to bring me life. I ask you to fill every void. I ask you to heal every hurt and answer my unanswered questions. And I ask you to be the Savior and Lord of my life. I want to make it personal. I declare today that I am saved. I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins, and I choose you freely as my personal Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name. Come on, right where you are, will you give Jesus some praise? Come on, right where you are, right where you are, it is Easter Sunday. Well done on the decision that you made today to follow Jesus. Hey, I want to give you just a few simple next steps for those of you that said yes to Jesus. I want you to uh, complete a connection card online. Uh, you can go to cityplacechurch.com backslash card. Let us know the decision that you made. If you have a prayer request, we would love to come alongside you and encourage you. And I also want to invite you to be a part of baptisms if you are in the Orlando area. Um, we would love to celebrate that moment with you. If you are out of state and you may need a local church, we would love to help you find a life-giving body. And you're also welcome to do life with us here at City Place Church. We would love to connect with you further. But please don't take these next steps by yourself. Today is the first step in saying yes to Jesus. Now we want to grow to become fully devoted followers of him. So well done, well done, well done. Well, as I said, 
There's a number of things happening in the life of City Place Church that we want you to be a part of. We're kicking off our, our new series next week called It's Complicated. We're gonna be diving into some practical things as it relates to things in our life that's complicated. And so I wanna encourage you, let's go further so that we don't get stuck in these seats any longer. Right now our team's gonna put up some information. We're gonna worship the Lord with our giving. God has called our church. One of our core values is to live to give. And uh, we do that uh, through uh, just an act of worship. And when we partner together, we're able to serve our community and make an investment. And so I just wanna say thank you um, as you and I are hanging out here online, there are kids going after 10,000 plus eggs and uh, our giving makes that possible to serve our community and to make sure every kid has an opportunity and every family has an opportunity to hear the gospel in some unique ways. And so thank you for your generosity. I'm gonna pray and I know that God's gonna give you an amazing week. Father, we love you today. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your power. We thank you for who you are. Jesus, we give you all the glory and all the honor today for lives being changed, for the voids that you're feeling, filling, for uh, the purpose that you're bringing to life, for the questions you are answering, and for those that came searching for you. Bless our week. Father, I pray that we won't sit in seats that aren't moving us towards you. Thank you for uh, an opportunity to worship you through our giving. Bless the works of our hands this week as we go throughout our week. And we declare that we will live for you and pursue you passionately. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Have a great week, City Place. Thanks so much for tuning in. We hope that you've been encouraged by today's episode and we have one final challenge for you. Take something that you've learned today or something that stuck out to you and share it with a friend or a loved one. Spread a little of what I like to call that wisdom wealth with someone else. Wherever you are, I hope that you have an incredible rest of your day.